Alvin, you've disgraced me for the last time. <laughs> Just like Gary Cooper, huh? I think the cartoon gets started. Welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm your host, Kaiju Emperor, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jank. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello, what's all this Hello, then? hello, Gov. Oh, Governor. I felt being, I like being British today, sorry. Fuck, don't worry, Governor, I ain't blowing smoke up your arse. Uh, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't having a... I, Damn it, I have to remember the Having co- a giraffe, cockney. mate? Are you having, having a fucking a giraffe? Because it's giraffe because you're having a laugh and a giggle, and giraffe... I, I forget how the, the semantics for, for, for Cockney slang works. Something like that. If I find out you've been telling me porkies, I'll fucking got you like a fish, I swear, me mum. This is totally related to what we're talking about, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, there's nothing. I don't even know what we're doing. There was, like, anyway. a chimney sweep episode, right? <gasps> I mean, I guess? I feel, I feel like to say there was no, not a single character speaking some kind of British. Well, I mean... No, wait, uh, no, there the literally crust. was! There literally was! <laughs> Brit crust, yeah. From what, pray tell? My life as a teenage robot. Yay! Yippee! Which, as, as promised last time, we're talking about uh, the hit Nickelodeon show that was shit on by the network, My Life as a Teenager. Horribly so. Yeah, there's a whole fucking trivia section about that, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, <clears throat> so, um, what's been going on with you, Jank? Well, I have been doing absolutely nothing! Woo! Asterisk. I've just sort of kind of been osmosing things besides besides doing just doing like watching over my life for the podcast. I have kind of been in. I want, I'm gonna say charging mode. I've been charging up for for things. I have some plans in like some winter plans that I've been like hoping to do with some friends. And for those of you who have been who've been very graciously checking my 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 Twitch and seeing nothing, you would be right. There is nothing still because of like the previous mentioned charging stuff. I just been, it's, I've been I've been I've been looking for 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 job opportunities that have been kind of miffing me a little painful bit. Painful employment. Painful employment. Painful post college employment that is just destructing me. Destructing me? That's not a word. Mm-hmm. Can we, you see what can I mean? We... It's taking my brain power. Yeah, can we can we get another take at that? It's annihilating you. It's it's eviscerating you. It's obfuscating. It's obfuscating. Ex- exasperation, abomination, evisceration. Big mean problem. That is. A... I just made a reference that nobody's gonna get. But anyway, so didn't see any movies, didn't read anything, didn't watch anything other than my life. 
Oh. Well, it's actually, no, see, I forgot movies are things you, things you do for fun, so I actually did watch something uh, with a friend a while back. Um, I watched The Meg. Oh, yeah, Meg 2, or the first uh, one? The, the first one. Um, could you believe this was, bit, like, a book that had, like, that was, like, at some point considered a national bestseller? Maybe? Question mark? I don't know. I mean... It, it's a nothing burger movie. There really is nothing going on, save for... Okay. It feels like it's two things, because it feels like the scenes that were from the book... Uh, which I have not read, but I assume that these are from the book because they're the actual good, like, tense scenes. Have these really claustrophobic moments in a submarine, uh, where they're, like, the, the sub crew, like, it's full, like, like, they're losing oxygen. There's a really, like, horrible scene where one of the characters trips over and gets stabbed by a screwdriver in, like, the gut. And it's, like, they're, they're, they're basically in this, this death tube. This character's bleeding out, and it's really tense. And it's like, oh my god, this is, like, an actual thriller. And then it cuts Jason Statham, like, oh, I'm Jason Statham, I'm in Thailand. Oh, oh hey, oh, I'm the best fisherman in the world. God, I'm telling you, there's a Meg in, the, in, the, in, those, in those waters. And it's like, okay. My name is, Jer- my name is Jeremy Wade, and this is River Monsters. It's, it's like, it's just Jason Statham doing the Jason Statham role of I'm action hero, because he's not, like... Emotive. Me and my friend made this joke where if we wanted to be funny or like enjoyable, it'd have like Vin Diesel play like the, the fish hunter guy. Because at the very least, when he's like unemotive, it's like in the cool Riddick, like low key autism kind of way of like, aha, I don't speak to you because I I am neurodivergently cooler than you in every way, and not I'm just to say that I'm gruff and don't know how to do anything but but be like Cockney and funny. Every line is like some kind of quip, whereas Riddick is just like. That's the thing about there's always a bigger fish. That's he'd say that, and it'd be fucking cool. No, no, Vin Diesel would be like, "I gotta kill this shark for my family." <sighs> Although, because that, that, that's his character in Fast and the Furious. In like the Rick movies, he's like just the devil, and he doesn't speak. He just does like these dumb backflips and has his weird Riddick eyes. But then he'll say like a dumb one-liner. There's one from one of the movies where he, where it's like this guy like. He's like by a like a fucking like like a like a Sparta pit with this dude in the he's before he like chucks him down there he's like that's the thing about about fall about pits it's not the long fall that gets you and then he throws him down and then thud short stop at the bottom <laughs> it's just the stupidest it's fucking line fucking but the way he says it his his like his Vin Diesel like cadence is just too strong it it's great. It's great. You'd think he was a wrestler the way he just no-sells, like, everything. And I love it. And it's not... I mean... It's not what... I did like that. I did like that one scene in Chronicles of Riddick where he killed that one guy with a soup cup. Because he's Riddick. He's just fucking... He's, that's sort of what the vibe has been. Like, I, I... I haven't watched things. I've just talked to friends about about media and... Just come, just rated that media they've been talking about on whether or not it would be better or worse if if Vin Diesel were <laughs> as Riddick, mm. and yeah, if Vin Diesel were in the mm. Meg, it'd be a good movie. If but he isn't, so it's just okay. Probably gonna watch the second one sometime soon because that's kind of why we watched the first. Uh, did you did you see Barbenheimer? I did that one. I actually did that one back. I was uh, I watched Barbie again. 
uh, at home because uh, mm. my mother wanted to see it, and I figured, you know, why not? I'll uh, I will pay. I will I will rent a thing just for her. Have her give her a fun Friday night. Just just I don't know. Nothing. There's nothing to do. I think watch it was raining movie. here. Just watch a fun movie. She liked it a lot. I like I like. Mm. It's very hard for me to bring my folks to the movies because I tend to gravitate towards. Um, you know, like my my folks like their their big fat Greek weddings and their rom coms, and I like my my uh, Hakaiders and Tetsuo the Iron Man's. So you know, mm-hmm. little little bit of a stretch onto what we like, what, what we're comfortable yeah. with. I don't know if I would want to watch Iron Man Tetsuo with my parents. I mean, I I I don't I don't want to usually watch it unless I'm in a mood, and I don't think I want my my folks into that kind of like. What hmm. the mood of become Iron Man, but also the scene with the spinning drill dick. I'd argue that that is part of that is one of the steps to becoming an Iron Man is getting the 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 the, the getter drill dick. My drill is the drill that will pierce the heavens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that yeah. wow? Yeah. Whoa! Is like is Gurren Logan like a metaphor for something? Gurren Lagann may or may not be a metaphor for for something. Gurren Lagann may or may not... Guys, guys, I, I don't know if you know this. Gurren Lagann and Simon's character arc may or may not be a metaphor for uh, growing up and becoming a man. I don't know if you know that. Wow. Who would have guessed? You know, we haven't talked about Gurren Lagann on this podcast. We should talk about Gurren Lagann. We should Lagan. talk about... I feel, like, I feel like it would get too good if we talked about that. I feel like there'd be nothing else to say other than it. it, it good. It's mm-hmm. great. But also, uh, ah, hmm. who, who's who knows? Who is to say? It's not like we've been. We should also probably talk. Up, we should probably talk about the animes that like heavily inspired it, like Gal Gaigar Also, uh, I assume like all the other like the other Gainax properties that like are just in indisputably like referenced and in, in, ingrained into its DNA. I actually want to see like how many references are in like like actual specific like, references are in Gurren Lagann, and I want to just sort of like build a tapestry of, mm-hmm. of things before we ever talk about that. That'd be nice. The, the the according to the people who made it, the three biggest like inspirations for Gurren Lagann were um, obviously Gal Gaigar, uh, Gunbuster, and then. Um, uh, Get a Robo. Those are like the three big ones, apparently. But it's also just a pastiche of super robot stuff as an entire genre, so, you know. What about you, actually? So, what have you seen? Because I'm. That's pretty much all I've really done. In... Uh. Oof, a lot of stuff, actually. Uh. So. I'm gonna get to the. I'm gonna talk. The, I'm gonna get to the big one last. Um. First, I watched the next part of the new season of the of Baki, which uh, the first half of that season covered the pickle stuff. This half of the season covers the fight between Baki and Yujiro. Family values! Family values? Man, did you know that in the middle of that fight, they have an, um, they have an imaginary dinner with miso soup? It, it's great. Once again, Keisuke Yagaki truly does just he is simply not human. He, 
the 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 ghost of Yujiro's dad appears for some inexplicable reason, and it's not like a metaphor. His ghost is for real, actually there, and people can see the ghost. We, as human culture, have developed numerous kinds of martial arts. We have Chinese Kempo. We have various like Japanese Karate, Krav Maga, um, Jiu-Jitsu, Capoeira. All these unique things, unique styles, unique fundamentals and existences. But they, they pay in comparison to just Looney Tunes grabbing a motherfucker and just spinning him around so much around your body that he resembles clothing or perhaps a dress. Hence why it's called Dress. What a stupid fucking manga. Yeah. What a... There's nothing else to say about Baki. Go watch or read Baki. Just do it. That was that, that was that's me. It. Um, I can't even describe how that me saying that was not hyperbole. Just you, you're, you, you got you got you got you got to look at it. You just got to see it and go. Oh my god, he's doing this. Oh my god, this is happening. Baki, Baki has to be seen to be believed. Truly, disbelief. It's like a car wreck. Like a car wreck, but, yeah, but, but people a, a little bit the world's strongest people actually the world's strongest car wreck damn uh the the other thing was is that uh i was reading it last time but i hadn't read enough of it to make a comment on it but now i've finished it is i read all of i shield 21 oh like i finished it like a a week or so ago. What's the, what's the um, consensus on the, the actual Yusuke Murata manga? Um, I shield twenty one a good sports manga. the The final arc is kind of mid, but like, that's kind of the only super bad thing I can say about it. Other than other than like, it's kind of very much of its time. Um, and the other thing is that it has. Problems that a lot of sports manga suffer from, like the thing uh, that keeps getting mentioned a lot in sports manga, it's like, oh, did you know that black athletes have more of this kind of muscle, so they're naturally better athletes, blah, 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 shit. Does it really say that? Yeah, for real, like, fucking the main character's final rival in the America vs. Japan Youth Cup. He's the only, the reason he's faster is because they say, and I quote, that is the speed that only the natural abilities of a black man is allowed to do. Wow. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's bad. They just, they, they just kept that in. They didn't like, they didn't at least like try to, try to like soften it down by just saying like, I, I don't know. He just his net like his just just be more vague about it wow i mean to be fair i wasn't reading official translation so i can't comment on what the the official translation yeah did. i would double check that because i i don't think murata is like well i don't assume that murata is not that upfront, but at the same time i also don't know him and i i mean like i hope that it's th- not that's not what, what, what the case is there's only so much you can, like, say that when the character's name, nickname is also Panther. It's like... And he's not a bad character. 
He, and he's like, it's not like he's like a racial stereotype. His just his nickname is Panther. He's from New York, and he's just really good at running, and he really likes football. That's it. He's just a nice guy. Maybe it's a reference to Cyborg Zero Zero Nine, which was also a caricature. Well, you know, it's and though. That's the only bad thing I have to say about iShield 21. I'm assuming it looks fucking gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it looks fucking amazing. It's Murata. You know, his art is impeccable. God. Uh, It's it's really interesting because early on, it's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely his first thing. Because you look at the early stuff of iShield 21, and, like, I'm so used to his later stuff when his art evolves. But you get to see the evolution of his art. And Aishul 21. Um, the other thing that I like about Aishul 21 is that it is... Um, it's a lot like Kuroko in the sense that characters aren't doing anything that's physically impossible. It's just like... Dramatized and given dumb names. <laughs> you know? Like, the, the main character... Um, his whole Senna, his whole deal is that he's super fast. He can do the forty yard dash in four point two seconds. Which by the way, just for context, for anyone who doesn't understand the what that means is is being able to do the forty yard dash in four point two seconds, that's the world record currently for the forty yard dash. So you know. But anyway, though a lot of his techniques, you know, rely on being super fast, dodging his opponents. Um, so, like, one of the first, like, super, super techniques he learns is he, for a long time, he had this problem where he had a, a, a when someone would go to block him, he would have to stop, come to a complete stop, and then make a swerve. But he learned a technique where he could keep his momentum and swerve around the opponent at the same time with sort of like a... Uh... A flash step? No, no, no. It's not a flash step. What it is is that he he moves in, in like a, a certain way that makes it seem like a feint. So you think he might go another way, but he's actually going that way with like a, a, a shift of his hips and the shift of his weight. And in that brief moment of you trying to grab him in the direction you thought he was going to go, he actually moved in the other direction. So you g- essentially grab the the after image of him you thought where you thought he would be. And so, and the the team that he's on is called the Devil Bats. So his move is called the Devil Bat Ghost. That's like, that's like on on the edge of man. That's really stupid, and that's so fucking sick. It is. That's kind of the entire like everything that happens in that is like that is so dumb. But also that's sick as hell. Actually, it's I I feel I feel like that's just swerving, like that's that's just that's just like good footwork in football. Because I feel like no, it yeah, is. But. But at the same time, if everyone is calling their fucking swerve devil back go- boat, like ghost or whatever, like, that'd be pretty fucking cool. And then he, like, improves upon the devil back ghost by, like, the weakness of the devil back ghost is that, if like... They, if they, like, 
if they've experienced it once, they could just guess that like they're going the opposite of where they think. It's like a mind. It's like a double mind game thing. The other way to get around it is uh, focusing on uh, the ball instead of the person, so that way you're not fooled by the optical illusion of him shifting his weight. Oh. So you can just like if you focus on the ball, which will always he will always have to clutch it with both arms, and it will be in the same place. So we'll constantly it would be a constant center of gravity for him. So that way you can follow the ball instead of him, and that way you'll know which direction he's going instead of focusing on him him himself. Uh, so a lot of opponents start to figure that out, like his better opponents. So he improves upon the double back ghost by, instead of uh, completely shifting and dodging to the side, he will actually dash in with a burst of speed and then roll and then spin off of their body to get around them. And that's called the Devil Bat Hurricane. Oh, come on! <laughs> Fuck off! Fuck off, yeah. that's good. That's... Like, you describe it to me and you give me that name, and I think that sounds stupid, but I know for a fact that if I saw Murata just draw that, it'd be the coolest shit ever. It is, it is, it looks sick as fuck. Like, you just... That panel of him using the Devil Bat Ghost of the first time is sick as hell. It's... You know? Devil Bat... Or the Devil Bat Hurricane, you know? You, you know... It's like, I looked at that panel for, like, five minutes, just being like, oh, fuck, that's This sick. talking reminds me of, like... Just an act that actually just came to my head because of sports manga, but I remember, like, I think it was a month ago, I went out to the city, just to, like, it was, like, a book... Like, some, like, some, like, bookstore... That had like international manga and a U.S. manga, and I, and I go there, I walk in the aisle, and I see this kid just sort of run through, and he's like, I assume he's French because the way he's speaking, it sounds like he's speaking French, and I just hear him go pa 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 pa, and uh, something's like kiss kiss, c'est blue lock, c'est blue lock, and he's like saying it like super loud and cheering at it, and he just like put his hands on all the volumes, just so excited, and I go, damn kid, I wish you could read the good stuff. I wish you knew that there was a greater... Excuse, excuse me? I'm, jo I'm joking. I'm being facetious. It's... But it was more... It was more just cute of, like, wow. That... Oh, I found the panels of the Devil Bear Hurricane. It's more funny than just, like... I'm glad sports manga has that, like, appeal of people who just like sports. It's, it's, it's fun. The story is just, like, the fun sport. This also, is, of fucking uh, course. Of fucking course the it looks like that. Of course it looks like, like... Of course the hurricane has, like, little wind bats that, that come out of it. Obviously. Of course it gives them, like, wind cloud rock howard wings. Yeah. Sure. It's, it is sick, sick as, as, fuck. as fuck. And this uh, is just, like... There's, this there's, is, this, this is, yeah, there's tons of a techniques like that as well. This just happens in football normally. Uh, the... the like, another one, another example is that, like, um, there's this one character who's a quarterback, and he isn't really good at running, so he always suffers from, as a quarterback, so, he, but to overcome his weakness, he needed, like, a receiver who was, like, really tall, so that he could do super long passes without having to, like, move into different positions on the field, so he, and he was also super tall, so the two of them together could do super long passes at super like at, at extreme height because of both of them being super tall 
uh, and their their pass together is called the Everest Pass. <sighs> Fuck off! Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! God, why did this show have a fucking just okay anime? That was. The anime is so trash. Just read the manga. I, I, I only ever know of it because I remember like the, the anime. It's cheesy, like American opening, and it being on the like much like much like my life. It being on the the the, the dying gasps of, of of a network that is Toonami Jetstream, which wasn't bad. It was just it was yeah. just it was just everything that they just couldn't fit on the, the show on the the channel got put onto there. The anime is just bad. Also. <laughs> So I like, figure, I figure. Yeah. But yeah, no, read read Ice Shield 21. Ice Shield 21, good. Um, and the last thing, which was the super big thing, is uh, in the time that I last saw you, I have watched, let me count, 120-odd episodes of Black Clover. Wow. All right, I'm not, and and I'm so I'm almost done with the anime. Wow. Actually, wait, you know, it's, I think, I think when people admit to having addictions, it's it's powerful and strong, and I'm happy for you. It's the first step to your recovery. We just got you on some de- on some detox. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. It's good that you started reading reading uh, the I Shall Twenty One. Maybe start reading like, I don't know, a Bible. Or like Shakespeare, mm-hmm. I, I okay, okay, but seriously, how how is Black Clover? How is it like objectively? Here's the here's the deal with Black Clover, and you you I know you trust and value my opinion, and that's not me fucking blowing smoke. I know you value my opinion when I say this. Completely disregarding one specific character, <laughs> um, which is the thing I hate the most about the series. Uh, it is actually pretty damn good. It is very tropey, and it, like, it obviously is like, yeah, no, this is, like, this is shown in power friendship shit, but it's, like, a really good version of those things. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 um, it goes through the paces, but it does it well, you know. Uh, the the what I would say about it is that I would give it like a solid B plus. It's better than I ever gave it credit for, and I've talked about it before on the podcast, but mostly as like a in passing and finding things out about it through osmosis, but not watching or reading a whole lot of it. Now that I've like actually watched a whole bunch of it, I can like. Uh, say more about what is good about it. Um, disregarding the tropey stuff, and it's that uh, that your mileage will vary on some of that. Like, you know, the main character who is dumb as a sack of bricks and wants to become Hokage, aka the Wizard King, aka blah blah blah. Pick your the King of the Pirates, whatever. And also, you know? like the because I think other people the reason like people sort of. I don't want to say China, but that's why I China was that like Asta's gimmick is also like in trying to be unique is just another variation of the oh 
this protagonist does not fit the mold because so-and-so. It's the Deku doesn't have a quirk, so he gets one. Asa doesn't have magic, so he gets the anti-magic. Which, funnily enough, I think is more deserved than just how you got chosen to have a power-up because he got, like... I, I, I'm pretty sure they, they explained some, like, why he has the the, the black the, the the black book or whatever. But otherwise, mm-hmm. it's it's it feels more like his own thing than just oh yeah, well, it's, yeah. The well, the, 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 the reason the reason that it works, is, and I won't get too much into like the the stuff with the the black clover book because it actually is like spoilers. Yeah, it's like spoilers, but um. I will tell you one spoiler, and that's the fact that the power inside of the book and the swords and stuff are related to an entire long plot point that is way more in-depth and, like, has a lot, way more plot twists and, like, shit that I did not expect and I was legitimately interested in what the fuck was going on. Um, but not all the answer, not all of the questions about it have been answered. The gist of it is, is that in Black Clover, there are devils, right? Like actual for real devils that exist in another reality. They exist on the in the other world, right? And the only way that devils can manifest in the real world is through, like, certain conditions. One of those conditions is um, essentially bringing a certain a a, so okay i need to explain another thing before i explain this so in black clover uh you're chosen by your grimoire it's like a book and it it's like a way to like you can cast magic without a grimoire but a grimoire is a way to use more advanced magic and it's like it It has like it's like it's everyone's fucking it's their thing basically it's their shonen power thing yeah it's the Shonen Power thing, and it's like they're, you know, they're, it, it lets them do more advanced stuff, and it uh, reflects them as a person, etc., right? Uh, so, in Black Clover, Grimoires can look a lot of different ways, uh, but a lot of, uh, cl- of Grimoires will have the Clover on it, right? Uh, the Clover, it says... Basically, how it works is that most of the most of the grimoires with clovers on them have three clover, three leaf clover, right? And that represents the three sort of like fundamental aspects of the the clover kingdom: love, kindness, trust, that sort of stuff. And then within the fourth clover is like a blessing, luck, whatever, right? Very rarely, a four leaf clover grimoire will appear. And those who have a four-leaf clover from clover grimoire are said to be blessed by magic itself. Now, back to what I was saying about the about to say what I was saying about devils. One of the ways a devil can manifest in the human realm is by making a user of a four-leaf grimoire fall so deep into despair that their soul is tainted and then in tainting their soul the grimoire becomes tainted because within the fifth clo- within the fifth leaf of the clover 
lies the devil. That is that they do say that in the beginning, and that was more of us like, oh, that's scary. But then they really do fucking mean it. They do fucking mean it. Uh, so, without getting into it, there's a whole fucking thing with Asta's book, and it belonged to somebody who had a four leaf clover, and it was corrupted, and blah blah blah. I'm not gonna get into that. That's an entire fucking plot point that was only recently resolved. <laughs> So I'm not even gonna get into no, that. It's just like just more add-on because I, I I was shitting on it, but I'm also a black a black clover root from the sidelines guy because I'm I, I've told you many times before I've just it's one of those shows where back when I was like an actual like tsunami watcher, I would just leave it on in the background when I was doing like work like college like college coursework, and it was just really it was really good just head noise, like not in the sense of like oh it was like nothing but more in the oh this is enough to keep my brain like going. Like this is enough off-screen right. action, and then I'd actually get like give a sec to look at, be like, oh, this is actually not like horrible. This is nice. It's good. It actually is really good. Um, so the gist of it is, is that Asta's grimoire has a devil in it. Yeah. Right. Uh, people can make contracts with. So in Black Clover, when you have a mad, when you when you have a magic, you usually it's like you're attuned with a specific attribute of magic, um, like fire, water, whatever, right? And you can only ever use that one attribute. Uh, and there are ways to get around that, usually through like experimentation, which I'm not going to get into that whole thing, uh, and whatever. The other way to get around having more than one magical attribute is to make a deal with a devil. If you make a deal with a devil, you essentially give up part of your soul to allow the devil to partially manifest, and you can use the devil's magical attribute. Now, I thought that... I, I When I first found out that there was a devil inside Asta's book, and that's why he has magic at all, it's like, oh, it's the Naruto thing. He's like, he's... He isn't, it's like, it's doing the Naruto thing of being like, oh, he's a loser, but he actually, he's super special and chosen. No. The thing that I like about Black Clover is that there are other people with devils, like big villains, whose devils are way stronger than his is. And not only that, Asta's devil, within the context of his own universe, is the Asta of his universe. He also sucks. It's, and the only reason that they're strong is because they team up. They need each other to be strong. Because it's like some law, like some law of equivalency, like inverse shit. Like the weakest human is doing can can do kind of all right in devil world, and the weakest devil can do kind of all right in in human world. So through some. The power of friendship times the, the, the equivalency plus I want to be Wizard King. Yes, it be. And then also Key. What's Key? Don't worry about Key. Don't worry about that. Uh, oh, actually, Key is... Um, don't, that, like, that's, it's not mana. It's not mana. Don't, it's, don't, it's, don't, it's, it's simple, but also... No, like, no. Oh. It, it's, it's, it's an easy explanation. It's literally just like people's life energy. It's not mana. It's just like reading somebody's movements, their breath, the way they carry themselves, or, like, you know, like, the natural body movements. As opposed to magical body movements, like, like, the... Well, magic, yeah, exactly. Which, that's just a concept in real life, it's just 
extreme in this, you know. Uh, it, I, there's no magic. There, you can't do key blasts. It's just like, oh, it allows me to read people without having to sense magic. Huh. Actually, that, that's the, I always I I I remember that, but I always assumed like they added more or like oh no, they made key like it sounds. It's like no, it's just it, does it always no. does, does it just stay like that? Like just yeah. actual. It just it's literally traditional key. It's literally, it's just observation hockey. That's all it is. I gotta give Tabata credit because like. For, for 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 as much of like for as much of Black Clover is as just like oh it's it's the thing that's in jump the fact that it's still on and it only ending now like it as of recent it, it's moving on to I think uh, the manga is in its final arc yeah it's in its final arc but I'm saying that it's moving to a monthly series for the last arc because Tabata is just like wants to make sure it ends properly good for I, him. Th- that's just what I, what I heard and. Like that's just weird because it's always it's always sort of been in the background and now that's about to end and, and doing this big move, I'm thinking oh shit maybe maybe it's time for a, a bigger re 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 not imagination re 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 evaluation re-evaluation. of of Black Clover as a thing. Considering now <laughs> now we've kind of moved past like big three and stuff because One Piece is still going. My Hero is also in its final arcs. And everything mm-hmm. else is just sort of either getting anime adaptations or it's it we've kind of we're kind of moving past like the big three culture. Yeah, we've been doing that for a while now, and I think that Black Clover is sort of ending. It's like shit. Mm-hmm. That's 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 weird. The other thing that I'm the other thing that I'm just completely and utterly surprised by with Black Clover constantly is. It never, it, up until up until this point, it never breaks its own rules. And when it does break its rules, it's like only under these specific circumstances. And characters don't just like break out new powers all the time. Whenever a character gets a new power, it is usually tied to either they trained or they had some sort of like character moment. There was character development. Like it there is significance to them getting a new ability. Or was just, oh yeah, here's a here's like a power they just did not use until this point because of reasons. Like, what's because it? Because of reasons, yeah. I, 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 remember this, I remember this moment. This is one of those background moments where I actually watched. Uh, the, the drunk witch lady. We didn't really know what her deal was because she was like a, like a tailor or something. And then we learn her whole fucking backstory. Mm-hmm. And then she gets one of the coolest fucking powers in the, in, in, in the manga. Yeah, is... and it only activates when she finally... Uh, has character development. It's just, you know, it's 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 kind of it, it's it's. I just looked how cool it was because it's not a fucking attack. It's just like a oh, it's a reaction thing too, but in a really cool way. And also, there's a lot of like like oh well, then doesn't that make fights involving her like really, like you know whatever? No, the cool thing is is that there are so many ways to get around that ability. There are rules. Uh, there are weaknesses. There, f- the, the the one of the ways you can get around the ability is like it only recognizes direct attacks. If you just like do like I don't know, what if my spell just teleports you away? That's not an attack. What if my spell puts you to sleep? That's not an attack. What if I teleport you into a vat of acid? Maybe. What if not- I teleport you to a dream world? That's a thing that actually happens. Um. Uh, the other thing is that it uses up a lot of magic to use it when you attack somebody and they and like it it rearranges 
bait to like dodge the attack. So it's like, oh, well, if I just keep attacking you, you'll just run out of energy. Who's going to run out first? You know, and I've got way more magic than you do. It's like, so it's it, then it becomes like a battle of like stamina to try and defeat this opponent who's way stronger than you before your defense runs out. Right? Yeah. So, so like, okay, here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about with how clever Black Clover is. So, there is one fight where the, the witch lady with the string powers and then another character named Finral who's able to make portals. The two of them team up with Asta, who's, like, really good up close, and if he can hit you, it does a lot of damage, but he needs to get close. Right? So, in one fight, the two of, two of them team up. So, like, Asta will go through the portal, and then to add unpredictability to the portals, uh, the string, I, I just had her name, Vanessa, the string lady, will, like, has Asta wrapped with her string, and will use it to, like, change the trajectory of his attack. Because the opponent they were fighting was able to start reading the portals, so they combined the portals with the string to make the trajectory of the attack completely unpredictable. And then he can't sense Asta because he has no magic. It's just a, it's just a much more advanced version of that fucking of that one scene from Jutsu Kaisen with Yuji and, and and fucking oh god, I'm forgetting his name, the brother guy. Yeah, and then okay, then there's another fight where Finral, Vanessa, and Asta team up, and they're doing that exact same thing. And then the opponent is like. If I can't follow him and I can't read him, I know exactly what I'll do. I will extend the aura of my mana so I don't have to read him. And when I detect the disruption in that field of mana, which would be Asta, then I know to attack. And so what they do is to overcome that weakness that the, the counterplay of, of their counterplay is that they're like, what if, as Asa was launching at him to, and was disrupting the mono field, and it was like, aha, the timing is perfect, Vanessa pulls Asta back just a few sec, like, just a few inches to change the timing just enough to throw the opponent's, like, entire plan off and then still hit him. I'd like, see, that, it goes back to the Ashes way, Ash's way morning of, like, every new technique is earned deserved and finite where yep. it's not it's not like it's not like a fucking it's not like naruto it's, it's the naruto characters and how they like make a bunch of new techniques and variations and it's never just because like it's never for any reason of like oh second doesn't work anymore not because like someone was able to mess up naruto's like concentration of chakra or or disrupt the ball it's just oh it's not strong enough Ross and Shuriken, now it's stronger. Well, that that was different. That was, like... Yeah. Using it to cut things. But I mean more along the lines of, like... Just a technique... Like, making a strong version of technique because... Oh, it needs to be stronger, as opposed to... Oh, it needs to be smarter. Or, oh, it does not work for enemies that do this. Or it directly counters this enemy. Right? Like, what if I... Oh, this enemy's magic is made of this specific material. What if this one character had the ability to change the magical attribute of mana into a different material, thus changing its composition, and thus allowing me 
to attack that opponent that I normally wouldn't be able to attack. I've been talking a lot about manga. This is great. This is this is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I'm. Yeah, that's Black Clover. I'm not that's, gonna get. That's Black Clover. I f I feel bad in that, but I also like. I would I be here. Talk, I, I would want, be here all day. I want. I do actually. To hell with Gurren Lagann. I actually do want to talk more about Black Clover one day because. Not only am I, like not only am I interested, like am I reinterested now that you have like I have something to talk to about some of the cooler things, but the fact that the manga is ending soon, like I want to give, I want to see where this where this ends. You know, I mean, yeah, we could totally talk about it in. Uh, it actually is broken up into seasons, so like we could do it. Um, but I don't covered have to talk. in covered in chunks, we'll have to talk about it later. But I don't want to get any other spoilers about other fights because like. You know, like, another example is, like, one of the main characters who's, like, a captain who's, like, a super strong character. It's like, oh, well, he must have a lot of cool techniques. I mean, yeah, he does. But 120 episodes in, he has three named moves. Is, is it Yami? Is it, is yeah, it's Yami. Yeah, he has three named moves. At least at the point I'm at. It's, he's, it, it, it's just so funny. He has three named moves and he's still the strongest motherfucker ever. Yeah, there's one motherfucker who has like one move, but it's like he's also able to cut through magic by reading it, so it doesn't it don't, doesn't matter that I've got one move. It's one move is fuck you, will you die? Once I figure you out, you die. It, it's it's really good at like having a character having a limited move pool and using that move pool in a clever way. It's a lot like Zatch Bell in that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's what I was. Th that's what, that's the energy of this, and not just because of the fucking books. And not just because of the books. Yeah, but, but yeah. yeah. Give give Black Clover for those who who've never given Black Clover the time of day. Maybe give Black Clover the time of day. For all those my life fans, and maybe Rob Renzetti, if if he's so gracious, if he really, if he if he, if he gets his skill enough to look up the name of his own show. And find a podcast in the forty fifth or forty sixth result. <clears throat> I hope I hope you like Black Clover and and Aishil twenty one and Baki. We'll talk about your show now. I'll probably I should start time stamping when we actually start talking about the show, so people can just skip ahead if they don't want oh, to talk so, about I, I, other I, things. I, I'm gonna be so afraid if, if you put a timestamp, and we're gonna be like, it's gonna be so deep before the episode starts. I mean. We're forty minutes in, my dude. So like, oh God, this is the this is the the the, 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 the my life the my life Mickey Mama podcast sponsored by Black Clover. Speaking of my life, uh, we're gonna talk about my life after we take a quick break. I wouldn't move if I were you. My life as a teenage robot is coming up next, right here on Nicktoons. And we're back. Uh, now we're actually going to talk about the thing that we were supposed to talk about and not spend 40 minutes talking about. About fucking, about fucking manga. About anime. manga. Manga, Black Clover. I mean, you know, it's it's related. That's kind of the yeah. whole thing. Really, know. if anything's not related, if anything needs to be trimmed out, it's just my talk about Vin Diesel and the Meg. That's not animation. That don't count. The 40 minutes on Black Clover is necessary for you to enjoy My Life as a Teenage Robot. There is essential. My Life as a Teenage Robot, uh, originally premiered 
in 2003. <sighs> for for the for the posterity of me and my and my and my fellow host, we will not be revealing our ages and saying how old we were at that time, so as to not have either of us uh, turn into dust at any moment, whoever it may be. Twenty years ago. Anyway, uh, my life as a teenage robot was created by uh, Mr. Rob Renzetti, uh, also developed by Alex Kirwa, Joseph Holt, uh, Jill, and Jill Fremont. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars a lot of uh, staple voice actors, but a lot of like character like, actors who probably only really did this or aren't in a lot of things. Uh, Jenny is played by Janice. Uh, Kawa, Kawai, 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 it's, Kawai, Kawai, I've heard it, I heard it pronounced one time, and then I fucking forgot it, Kawai, uh, I'm gonna go with Kawai, uh, Brad is voiced by Chad Dorbeck, Tuck is voiced by Audre Wazalewski, Nora Wakeman is voiced by Candy Milo, Sheldon is voiced by motherfucking Quentin Flynn. God. The Tiff sisters are... Tiff cousins, rather. Are voiced by... Uh, Brit is voiced by Mora Quirk. And Tiff is voiced by the one, the only, Cree Summer. Uh, Quentin Flynn also plays Don Prima. The uh, recurring villain, Vexus, is voiced by... Motherfucking... Eartha Kit. Eartha Kit, baby. Eartha Kit, baby. Uh, another recurring villain, Mr. Smitus, is voiced by the one, the only, Steve Bloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Kevin Michael Richardson making a couple appearances, voicing both the Arat Vladimir and Armageddon Droid. Uh, other. Uh, notable voice actors include uh, Billy West, voicing lots of different, just tertiary uh, just characters. A, I think the principal. Yeah, the principal, uh, some scientists, just like tertiary characters. Um, and Sandy, another character who is shows up more than once is uh, Melody, who is voiced by Sandy Fox. Uh, Cass Susie also makes an appearance in the show. I think she plays one of yeah, she plays one of Jenny's many sisters. And I uh, about that episode, Jim oh. Ward plays Krakus. Uh, but uh, most of this cast is like everybody I have said, reprising like a different role, like uh, Audrey Wazalewski playing another one of Jenny's sisters, and Janice Kawai playing one of the bikers. Quentin Flynn playing another. It's character. a very, it's a very just like Nick cast. They don't really add new people, and when they do, it's for like just one-off episodes or just a reference or two. Yeah, and then uh, the only other notable person worth mentioning is Terra Strong versus Kilgore. Kilgore, <laughs> I will destroy villainous, you. Villainous, villainous. I can't do. I can't. My, my voice is already too high as is. I can't do the the, the baby. The baby little bitch bot boy. He's so tiny. He's so small. He's so small and tiny. I want to just pick him up. 
Mm-hmm. I want to just pick him up and put him on a shelf and watch him get like sad that he's on a shelf. And I say sorry and I put him back on the ground and then he walks off upset but glad he's not on a shelf anymore. My brain works in ways. It certainly does work in ways. Um, so this show is weird for me. Because on the one hand it feels like it didn't watch it a lot. But on the other hand I remember some episodes super vividly. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, it's weirdly, you know? I think that's also a testament just, like... First of all, like, it's visual. It, like, it's it's the most visually distinct, like, Nicktoons cartoon of that time, I think. Maybe? They were, they were all pretty angular of that time. I think it was more just the kind of, like, time... Time? Like, like the sort of, like, time setting it was, it was going for with its visuals. It's, like retro future like yeah. 60s 70s like I've, at, at times even like 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 tezuka stuff too like 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 with with, with with super robot and and uh unicorn where it has these like very like very like old school references and just old school sci-fi like robot designs and just sort of playing that as its identity it never prestigious it never like goes too hard in the modern stuff yeah the the retrofuturism and also like it's clearly inspired by its contemporaries of the time that were like super influential uh mainly like uh dexter's lab and um powerpuff girls and samurai jack they were all doing that very like strong uh strong shapes uh like ang- both both angular and circular and just like well-defined uh just uh, geometric shapes uh, you can definitely see the the powerpuff girls dna a lot in the backgrounds especially i love i love a little detail with just how hands are drawn in this show where it's either like characters will have full palms or it'll be like fucking like brick crust where she'll just have like lines like just blind finger hands and that's okay this is such a pull when i think about brick crust fingers i think about fucking angry beavers no it has the, it's the exact same kind of fingers <laughs> it's the exact same kind of like weird line hands where it's like in basic anatomy class like oh hands don't look like that they have to have like jet ge- like there's supposed to be gesture and stuff but then you look at this it's like no fuck that it's a matter of stylization and just knowing how to like make things look good even with the, like, the, like, the materials you have mm-hmm. like those hands like like it's so weird to focus on you're right i feel weird focusing on this on this random character's fucking hands, but just the thing I noticed is like, yeah, just fucking lines. It could be worse. We could be focusing on something else. Uh, God, we will not be talking about one of the reason that this show has stayed in the zeitgeist, and you know the reason, and we won't talk about it because it was funny and cool and awesome, and it was exactly because it was, it, it, because it was a trans allegory. Exactly, it's a trans allegory. You know that, that, that the creators. Didn't intend. Did, didn't intend for, but are super positive with, which is just honestly just one of the. It really is the best ending we could get. We could get for a show like this of like, wow, yeah, people liked it. Did some things. A lot of episodes have a lot of different meanings. Mm-hmm. Some were really fucking literal. And it's insane. There are some that I'm like, how was this not a trans allegory? Episode one. Episode one starts off with 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 dead naming, mm-hmm. and it, like actually, like literally, literally dead name, and then 
and then and then like I guess it, it's a, what's it? Sheldon's a fucking chaser. Sheldon's a chaser, but he's also a nice guy. Oh god, did did, did he invent nice guys? This would be 2003. I hope he I hope he didn't. No, he didn't invent nice guys. There were like that was like a trope, you know. And then like we came up with a term for those kinds of guys like way back in the day and then it just kind of stuck as like oh it's he's, he's just nice missing guy. his he's just missing a fedora and a wallet chain yeah fucking like freddy from iCarly is a nice guy you know god i but god. i i actually like freddy cuz he gets character development but you know um the the trans allegory is so strong it's like like you said, like with with in the first episode, Nora calling her XA nine, and she's like, "Jenny, I changed my name to Jenny. Call me Jenny, right?" And and then there are other ones that are the the episode where Vexus infects her with a parasite, and then she starts having puberty that is associated with like quote-unquote male puberty like de a deeper voice and body hair is so so much of a trans allegory it's not even funny i was thinking more of the the, the two-parter of of the of the i have to wear the girl skin to be normal girl so everyone can like me and just the like how it's how it's episode about the, the fucked upness of, of just Beauty Gender standards roles. and but yeah, I was gonna say beauty standards because that's because the whole point is like oh yeah, you have to be a normal girl. You can't save lives or do anything. People, you gotta let people die because normal girls have to look beautiful and nothing else. And it's like wow, that's that you know like I remember that episode being like kind of creepy and then watching it again going this is on a kid show. This is, huh? Mm -hmm. That's just it. Just feels weird hearing that and then knowing what like that means in like a real world sense yeah like it's like yeah you want to be trans and you want to be a girl but it's like jenny jenny's whole character if we're if we're reading the trans allegory right and it's like obviously unintentional but we're gonna read it that way because fuck you and if you don't like that get out of here um if we're going with that trans allegory it's like jenny wants to be quote-unquote normal she wants to pass you know as a girl so she's like oh well i have to act within the boundaries of gender conformity to f to pass as a girl and the whole message you could read at within the trans allegory is that you can be a girl and, and not conform to the gender standards of society because you as a trans person are trying to like break out of the entire concept of the binary gender anyway the, the, they it quite literally they get it right with the first episode when jenny affirms herself as being jenny she's she's a girl she's jenny now and every other episode it's not that they have no point it's just to show like it's it's the sh it, again it, when you read it with the, with the tra as a trans allegory, it's deeply like actually fucking ahead of the curve because it's not just saying oh Jenny's trans, it's saying here's the problems that are that are faced people growing up trans or who, who want to transition, thinking they have to be a certain way, and then coming to like the fucking Buddha the like the Buddha revelation of 
oh yeah, I'm a girl because I'm a girl. I don't need to do it anyway. I don't. There is no. There is no handbook. There is no right way. It just is me. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to pass for anybody but myself. And I. And I. And I. And I anywhere could be. Any place could be home if you choose to live. And I want to live. Ava message. Yay! Clapping. But but actually. Yeah. The the only problem that comes with the trans allegory is that like that means that you have to take the idea that Nora is dead naming her daughter the entire goddamn show. <laughs> Everyone has really their own weird relationships with their parents. I have uh, from a little experience and mostly from just friends folks take a while to get it. And they do. And and while it's like it sucks Again, that's what I'm saying, it's ahead of the curve, because it's not telling you, like, the fantasy narrative. It's showing you pretty realistically, a little a little too realistically, like, oh yeah, your folks won't get it for a while, and they're gonna probably still fuck it up, but they're yeah. not doing it out of mouth, they're just doing it because they, despite being the smart people you know, and so ahead of the curve, and so just, like, literal genius scientists, in the case of the show... Will still not get the like just the ba- like the, the like the, the the little things because of their big grand views for you and their big plans for them. How they just want to make your life better without thinking about it. Again, too ahead of the fucking curve. And then you get into like the if you continue with the trans allegory, you start to get into the stuff with the cluster, with Vexus, and obviously there's the human versus robot thing, which is a whole other allegory. Uh. But you can also add it to the trans allegory, which is, like, people not accepting you for who you are, and you should conform to this very specific way of being like this kind of person. A group of people trying to tell you, if you want to be this way, this is the way you should be, you know? So is, like... So is Vexus like evil tea girl rep or 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 Vexus is tea girl Vexus is a tea girl who tells you that if you don't dress a certain way or act a certain way you don't get to call yourself trans. Oh my god, she's the, she she's the Twitter transphobic trans person. Pretty much. The 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 inward looking just fuck she's the Ostaturf. Mhm. She's the fucking black Oh my god. Ve- yeah, Vexus and the Evil Cluster are the Ostaturf. Is that the episode title? I don't want it to be. I don't want to Vexus is Vexus is AstroTurf. Or just like the the, the, the anti I don't know some some fucking again. I I I keep saying this, but they really did predict everything. Mm-hmm. They predicted the 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 usually white trans women on Twitter who say a certain, like, who, 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 who preach a certain kind of, like, conformity, and whether intentionally or not, kind of make everyone else feel shit about themselves. And they're kind of talking out their ass. And trying to press that conformity onto other people. It can happen from within, everybody. It can happen from within. Basically what I'm saying is that the cluster is a, is a LGBTQ LGBTQ community who has a bunch of like uh very uh he- fucking binary and uh socially conforming roles thr- thrust upon them by a white woman. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. 
Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Yeah. Literally. Holy shit. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. What? It's it I I'm it's just insane. Cause like, yeah. When I when it, when you get to this level, it's like, okay, that's kind of a stretch. It's just a show about a funny girl teenage girl who's a robot. But like the th- it's it's just it, it's the it's the slight deviation. It's how it's how it's how easy it is to deviate to that and how easy it is to, to see it in like in like how we in like a modern sensibility that is so interesting about it. It doesn't mm. it it doesn't we know it wasn't intended because the career say wasn't intended. It never was and you can feel that. But but just mm-hmm. I don't to, I don't know what to call this. It's like suspension of disbelief, but it was but for, for for something else. It's it's the, you know what this is. This is the second wave of young LGBTQ people finding a character that they identify with within a within an animated thing. Whereas in back in the day, the last generation of LGBTQ people would self-identify with Disney villains. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's this is the new version of that. Usually because the Disney villains actually had more diverse body types or, or ambitions or just had eyeliner. It's well, usually... We're the, not, it's the fucking eyeliner. I'm not going to get into the whole, like, thing about LGBTQ people and Disney villains. and That's a whole podcast by itself. Truly. Uh... That we're not gonna get into that. We've already also talked for like twenty minutes about the trans allegory within my life as a teenage robot, <laughs> which I don't argue. I don't argue is the biggest thing going for it, but it is the biggest thing like in modernity. The show itself is pretty good. Fucking, pretty solid. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good like. It's a pretty good eleven like double eleven minute fucking like Nick Nicktoon show. Yeah, I, like I wouldn't. Here's the thing about my life. I wouldn't put it on the the pedestals. The same pedestals as Powerpuff Girls or Samurai Jack are like some of the best of the best, but it's like still good, you know. It, it's it's not gonna like blow you away or be one of the greatest things to ever exist. But as a show on its own, without the disregarding the trans allegory, which like adds can add a lot for a specific person, it, it's a it's a fun show. You know. I, f- I feel like the one thing I noticed from it, uh, at least the earlier episode, actually, I would say, like, moment, like earlier episodes, season, seasons one and two, uh, dialogue's very snappy. Like, w- the stuff that happens in those 11 minutes just really goes, like, one, two, and, and then and so on. It doesn't, like, meander, it doesn't take too long. There'll be these really dumb visual gags that are just, like, like just sort of happening. I remember, the like, the biggest one was early on the Ferris wheel, where it was, like... Ah, oh, it was this sequence where no, I think it was like a, the first one goes through it, like breaks breaks through a circus tent. A bunch of clowns run out. They run into a clown car, and then the clown car just crashes. And I don't know, but I don't know why. Like explaining is like, oh, it's just like whatever. But seeing it was like, oh, this is a cartoon. Like it's very good at just doing cartoon things, but for the sake for the sake of that, and not feeling like. Like like wrong like oh yeah this, I, I, I I hate saying a cartoon is cartoony because it's that that's the point but it do, it does that. that good and that's because of it's like the sharp like 50s, 60s referential style like it's going for it, it just references a lot of older shows 
the we talked about when we talked about um my uh, super robot monkey team we talked about how it was also it was like a prototype of like its time of right before there were more cartoons that had like more overarching plots uh but in the super robot monkey team was the next step this is the step before that because clearly the the showrunners wanted to have more like actual overarching plots and like plot lines and threads but were probably shafted into making it more episodic you know because there were so many like episodes where a character would show up and then their character arc would continue or that plot line would continue in another episode way later the obviously the cluster stuff and then you also had um the uh, the teen team like that wasn't like that took four episodes to resolve and then every episode with jenny's sisters also you know there was there was a there was lore episode there was episodes like just like exploring character lore fucking we got an episode on on, on, on the fucking bikers and we learned just what they're like okay you think oh those are just like they're like they're like the amoeba boys from Powerpuff Girls. They just show up to wreck shit and they get fucked and they get fucked up and leave. And then you learn like, no, these are these are all people with just like their own individual lives that just mm-hmm. do this for fun. Yep. Seeing that seeing that they were all just regular ass people. Well, like what's it? One of them was a just a teacher, like an elementary school teacher. And then there's like just a fucking like, isn't like a wasn't like an alarm like some kind of like like a like a watch alarm like all right time to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. It's like that joke from the uh, the coyote and sheepdog shorts, where it's like you got to clock in when you go to the motorcycle gang. Like that, that, I remember that episode specifically because it was the it was the the funniest like on, on a concept basis of oh yeah, what you thought was their daily grind is like no, the daily grind is work. Everyone's right. got to do it, and everyone's got to like sort of get you know get their get their Friday night fix, and their fix is. Just wrecking some stupid town on on this mud ball called Earth. Yeah, an a, an episode that kind of shows what the show probably wanted to do more is Escape from Cluster Prime, which like that's an entire goddamn arc of a story that they probably wanted to do more with and other stories like it, but they only ever got to do it once, you know? Yeah, because like. And I think it was a different, spe- like a different, like big episode arc, or was it? That's the one where yeah, she goes into the main cluster plant and then learns that there's like a fucking caste system, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Is there not just regular robots that join the cluster and then the cluster bugs and then the, the pompadour one? It, it, I feel like I'm mixing the hierarchy up. Yeah. Well, like the deal is, is that like, if you're not in the military, and not like in the hierarchy of the the fascism. Uh, you are not allowed to have your super robot power weapons, and then the fascist the fascistic uh, government deflects the blame of taking away your rights onto another person. You know, like real fascism. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like I I I I I I. I, I, I I watched it and was like, "Oh yeah, this is not cost of time." And and when you when you say it's fascism, I think, "Well, yeah, because they're evil." And then I think, "Oh no, wow, it really was." Yeah. Oh no, wow, it really was. The right to uh, express yourself and 
have the things oh. that you want and your own abilities and limiting your freedoms and then deflecting like well the reason you don't have those things is because of that person over there not please ignore us so we can continue our fascism oh my god my my life is a about fucking predicted lgbt community infighting and bad actors who it, oh my god oh my god well it didn't predict anything. That's well, it, didn't predict, it didn't predict. It didn't predict anything that hasn't already happened. But it's like, mm-hmm. if anything, that's more just. Uh, it's less predicting and more of time as a flat fucking circle. This shit keeps happening. Yep, you know, like in America, uh, deflect all the blame uh, about the problems with our country to the black people. Now let's deflect it to. Uh, Tran- the, the trans. The trans people, people now. No, then deflect it to the gay people. Then deflected the people from the Middle East. Now we're deflecting into the trans people. They're the problem with society. Not us. The rich people. Maybe one day we'll just spin the wheel and land on rich people by accident and everyone will go, Huh? I hope that when that roulette wheel lands, fucking... Who knows? Maybe we'll get... maybe, Maybe we'll get rich people apologism. Maybe that'll be the day. No. I will die before we get rich apologism. Does my now, life have any... Actually, yeah. no. I, actually, no, yeah, my, my life even talks about that. Uh, the rich suck and deserve every bit of misfortune that is delivered to them, usually by their own hand, with the with the crust cousins being just... The bl- worst. The worst. They suck. They suck, like, in terms of, like, fictional bully tears, they're just, like... It's this thing of, like, they suck a lot, they suck, they get what they deserve... And sometimes it's enjoying, but other times it's just like, yeah, I don't really care about these two. Je- I think it's come to a point where, like, the th- the second or third scheme of them is like, okay, whatever. After that, why does Jenny bother with these two people? Why does anyone, like, bother them, considering that they've kind of just inadvertently, at least the three times I remember, fucked up the school and, like, almost the, the town at some point and are just kind of a nuisance? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody like likes them. Yeah, I liked that there was the we had the the arc with uh, Misty. That was her name, the the girl from the teen team, where it was like it kind of went into why Jenny just didn't like punt them into the stratosphere because it was like that would be an, an egregious abuse of my superpower of, po- of power. Yeah, and it's like oh yeah, that's what happens when you use your superpowers to, like, take revenge on bullies. It turns into that. You yeah, know? It's, it's not cool. I don't mean, like, yeah, I, I meant more of just, just fucking ignore them. Or, like, just, I don't know. Most of the time um, she does. She does. Like, they're not worth the time and effort, but unfortunately they get involved with the plot. Like, yeah, that, that's the thing, is, like... They got the magic crystals... I hate that episode so much because I love a... that episode because it, Smidus got to fucking strut. It was great. It's my favorite part of that episode. And Smidus is just like voguing. God, I fucking just. I wish Smidus was his own fucking dude and not Sheldon. That fucked me up as a kid because I remember thinking like Smidus is super cool and oh, you mean seeing... silver. You mean Silver Shell? Oh, Silver Shell. Sorry, I mixed them up. Why did I mix them up so bad? You wish Silver Shell was his own guy and not Sheldon. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, 
I was like, oh, Sheldon's probably going to be bad, but not that bad. No, he's just as bad as I, I thought. He's he's even worse, in fact. Oh, God. I, I, remember, I remember, like... I kind of don't like any episodes he's in because or that focus nope. on him because they always just tend to be whatever. The weirdest one... And so when I, I, I remembered it so vividly because it was, like, the last time I ever set, like, saw my life on, like, a television. It was at some cousin's house in Chicago, of all fucking places. Mm-hmm. And it was the episode where... I don't, I don't think... I don't know if you... It, wasn't, it was not on the fucking list, for sure, because it was kind of ass. It's the one where Sheldon just, like, shows up one day and he's an old man. Oh, that's because that was from a previous episode? Well, like, it was one of the only times where they had a... One of the eleven-minute segments leads into the directly into the next one. What was like Jenny was worshipped by these like star worshipping robots, and they called her a star princess. And then Sheldon ended up on their ship and blasting off into space. And then the second episode was him getting back from space, and then like the time difference by traveling through space caused him to be actually ancient when he finally got back to Earth. Went to the, went to the beach that turned the mold. Went to the beach that turned the mold. Fucking Death Stranding, man. Never go turned, to the beach that turns you old. Yeah, turned old, and then he was like, and that was, I remember this was just like, "Yeah, you did this to me. You fucked up my life." And it's like, you did this to yourself. Okay, who cares? And they fix it, and it's like whatever. It felt like nothing like was gained or lost. It like they were mm-hmm. trying to make a point of like, "Oh, Jenny's indifference," but she just did not know that. Yeah. Was in there. Also, like, Sheldon has the energy of the guy that would steal your socks to smell them. Yeah, probably. And it's just... He's just... He's nasty. Also, and also, and also yeah, another thing... Another favorite point against it is the fact that and another point into the, the he's a chaser is the fact that, like, it's not really Jenny he's after. It's that she is a robot girl. Because mm-hmm. when, when Vex is, pretends to be the robot girl as well, he's like, whoa-wee. Mm-hmm. Which, I remember, I remember they, were, they were playing him as like, oh, no, he's, he's, he's being manipulated. It's the wild. It's like, no, he's just a dumb, horny teenager. I mean, that's the thing, too, is that, like, uh, for as egregious as it is, he's still just a dumb fucking teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there are real-life dudes who are, who are worse as that and probably never grow out of that. It's more that they start from a Sheldon. They'll start as a Sheldon, and then it's a matter of life experience and, and growth as a person, and maybe, like, some Sel- aloe vera. Self-reflection, possibly. Just a little aloe vera and coconut butter. It's, it's, um... Moisturizing. Here's the thing. I was one step away from being that guy, so I get it. Basically, if you've ever watched My Little Pony, you either came out of that experience being a fucking Reddit or nice guy, or trans. I think Sheldon should have became a girl. Mm-hmm. I think, I think in the, in the, in the, in the My Life 20 Years Later, Sheldon's gonna be a woman. By the way, I'm excited for what what her new name will be. By the way, audience, can you guess where I ended up on that spectrum? I'll give you one guess. Anyway. Technically not. Whatever, it's a whole thing about what it means to be trans. I'm non-binary. I'm gender fluid. Whatever you want to... Whatever. 
it's not Colonel Mustard in the in the hall with the knife. I think I was playing the wrong game. You might might be playing the wrong game. Um, fuck. A little bit. But yeah. Uh, it, it is sad that the show didn't get to have its going back to the character thing. It had lots of ideas clearly that it wanted to like explore. <clears throat> Excuse me, it wanted to explore. Like it definitely wanted to like actually had a follow have a follow through on the subplot with Jenny's other sisters, but it never got to have that follow through. I always felt like they they feel so I hate you. We're going back to the, the Sharon manga terms, they feel like the collective piccolo chat of 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 of, of my life. Of wow, they're kind of interesting because they're all just variations of Jenny that had different specifications and add-ons and their own. You like, like yeah, there was there was the baby one, but even the baby one did, like could do things, kind of just annoying baby things, and like seeing them like sort of the whole their whole intro episode was oh yeah, I learned I have sisters. Let's treat them all normal now. And you think, oh, they're going to be, like, roaming around the house now. Like, now it's, like, she has a family. Like, no. Back in the sewers. Back to the basement. <laughs> Is that actually what she says? That's what she says, right? Back Literally. to the basement. Yeah, them back what in the, the basement. F- she just lets them out every once in a while whenever Jenny feels low. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Are they? Th- Is the implication that they also are trans? Or, or does it even... Th- we don't know because they went back to the basement. They didn't fit the con- they didn't conform to what Wakeman wanted, so they get to go in the basement. Oh my, Jesus Christ! Oh no, maybe. Oh no, mm. oh no. Maybe I, maybe I take back with the the parent thing. If it was the first kid, yeah. If it was nine variations of the same kid, you might be a bad parent. And then that kind of comes to a head when we see that one episode where she's contemplating making XJ-10. That was a throwaway gag, right? It was a plot line they wanted to explore but didn't get to. That would... That, that, that would be fucked up. Sure would. That would be weird. It might be that... the, It might have been the episode slash plot line where we got to have that entire thing come to a head. I'm starting to see, like, that storylining there. Because while it's not, like, again, what we're used to with these big, like, just... These shows that start off with a story in mind these days now, like... Or Mm -hmm. they start off with, like, just the sprinklings, and you're like, oh, yeah, something big's gonna happen. With my life, it's like, oh, yeah, just a thing. But then then it sort of develops this sort of backbone of, of, of overarching narrative... But then it doesn't really get to do anything with that because it's just the constraints of the network, and also because of uh, segue time. Yippee! It was put on the place where all Nicktoons go to die. Nicktoons. The, the Nicktoon Network channel, channel two thirty three. I think no one thirty three. That was what I remember on cable vision. Yeah. That was that. Was, I remember that for just the fact that it was twenty four hours of cartoons, and I thought, wow, this is so cool, and. Seeing what twenty four hours of, of 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 what Nickelodeon doesn't want on the main channel looks like, the there's an entire subsection of trivia in my trivia notes about how fucked, how much they fucked over this show. Like 
The first season was produced and finished in 2002 and began airing in foreign countries that year. However, it didn't even premiere in its home country until a year later. Really? Yes, really. And then Nickelodeon, another one, Nickelodeon was from, like they ran a poll between this show and Invader Zim to determine what would be shown next. Despite My Life as a Teenage Robot having a clear lead, Nickelodeon declared Invader Zim the winner, even though both shows got screwed over by Nickelodeon, making the entire ball a farce. The the second season got delayed for several months, a combination of a very inconsistent schedule and a lack of adverts all resulted in in its cancellation in 2005. The third season was produced around 2005-2006, and it didn't air for three years, until 2008-2009 on Nicktoons. And the channel, which is less... Not only that less people have, but it was on, wasn't on the main Nickelodeon channel. And it, and the only time it was on the main Nickelodeon channel was at 6 a.m. You know, it really does feel like an uphill fucking battle here. Yeah. It, it really does feel like an uphill battle. And also, maybe perhaps, some smart-minded Nick executive also saw this future... The, the future... The Mumra style saw the fucking future television... Like, trans allegory and thought... No, uh-uh. That may be too much for the the whatever demographic we 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 have that is not the Disney Christian demographic. Ancient spirits of evil, get this trans shit out of my face. We need to appease our maybe religious demographic of sorts, possibly. And then Weird. there's other shit too. Like the show was treated really bad on like in Canada on like YTV. The show would air in also shoddy time slots, and the third season was wouldn't even finish. And then in 2014, it would come back on Canada on Nickelodeon's Canadian channel, and then but only at midnight on the weekends. But then the show was gone again in September. And it only currently airs on Nickelodeon, like, Nicktoons, like, in Canada. With still a midnight time slot. I really am glad my fo- my, my folks just forked over the money for, like, those extra channels. Because I don't, without them, I don't think I ever would have seen a show. I just don't, I think it would have actually skipped me overall because of, the, of how little was shown on the main, on the main channel. And, and like. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm trying to remember. What's it? Avatar got its show. It's it's spotlight. SpongeBob got its spotlight on on Nicktoon on Nickelodeon, and then that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Everything else gets relegated to like. The, I'm trying to remember. Everything else got relegated, relegated to like the like like the like live action shows. I'm sure there was like maybe one other thing that like well I SpongeBob, maybe, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's what I mean. It's like it was always it was the SpongeBob Avatar Network. Or, uh, or, uh, uh, they're fairly odd parents. Yeah, that too, that too. Jesus. Jeez. And then the final fucking thing is that fans, the cast and crew, and Rob Renzetti multiple times have been like, hey, people want this show to come back. And then Nickelodeon's just like, Nickelodeon? Viacom, CBS, the people who own the rights are like, nah, we're not even going to re-air it on our streaming services. That's, that's just insane. 
like eat shit and die fans of this show actually uh but going on to other trivia um since we're in the trivia section is uh so we already mentioned the thing about robert and teddy just being like yeah this wasn't intended to be trans but i'm glad people you know uh enjoy um it I was going to mention the, the thing with Vexus. We mentioned that Vexus is voiced by Eartha Kitt. In the episode Around the World in 50 Pieces, Vexus does show up in that episode, but she's actually, because they couldn't get Eartha Kitt for that episode specifically, she was temporarily voiced by Cree Summer. And funnily enough, Cree Summer would voice the younger, a smaller version of Vexus when she was disguised as like a younger robot version of herself. So, fun, fun yeah. that. I feel uh, like that's just like a, like a, like yeah. There yeah, was. We, mm-hmm. I was I was gonna say like because I remember did Earthquake didn't pass until after the show's production, right? Yeah. Yeah, I always I always thought it was it was in the middle, and that's why they swapped it. But thinking about it now, I think it was it, it like yeah, it was probably just like swapping like that. So she just couldn't get her for that episode. All right, that that's just that's just something like I I just did not know. Also, Eartha yeah, yeah, Kitt didn't die until like 2008, so. Um, and then enough, another fun one, which I didn't know, was that in the episode, there's an episode, I don't know if it's one of the ones you watched, I watched it. Episode called Speak No Evil, uh, where Jenny's uh, voice, like, translation thing is all fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah, I know, I, 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 I know that one. Yeah. She's stuck in Japanese. That is... That is still Janice Kawaii. 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 No, Kawaii. Kawaii God. No, Kawaii. Kawaii. I'm going to, yeah, Kawaii. Uh, because she is also fluent in Japanese. That episode, it's always the fun episode. Because I, even as a kid, I remember thinking, like, this, this, this sounds too, like, it's, it, it's a way where you, you, know, you hear language for the first time, and you know it's not English, and you don't understand it, but you know it's mm-hmm. fluent. It's it's I don't know how to describe how to, how to describe what that what that feeling is, but like fluent language speaking, where even if you don't know what's what's being said, you know it is being said like, just like it is being said by someone who who speak who who knows what they're saying, who is conjugating it, who is using grammar, phonics, and all that stuff, as opposed to like automated robot noises or or. I guess nowadays fucking like like the weird ass fuck all ai voices yeah D- disclaimer i i've heard people like make like what's it like takio koyasu dio try to sing like all these popular songs it's so fucking yeah. weird it's it's not only is it warble but when it's not warbled and sounds like normal it's just weird yeah that is not that is like that is not the cadence of like English. That's not the hits of language, because it is a machine. I know. I I love me some robots. I myself am one, obviously for really. Goddamn, yes, true. That's so true. Mm-hmm. But I. Yeah. Point point is, they went the extra mile for 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 that for that entire bit, and it wouldn't be the same without with without without her voicing that mm-hmm. character. Uh, and in celebration of the show, turning twenty. Uh. Rob Renzetti announced on his newsletter that the show would be returning 
as a serialized web novel. You know, good enough. It's better than nothing. Good, good enough. We can. I only hope it's the good. show came about as a result of Nickelodeon deciding that they didn't want a sixth short of Mina and the Count, which was what Rod Robinson said he had been working on previously. Uh, the original concept was a teenage girl whose boyfriend was a robot. But then Renzetti merged the two characters together into Jenny. Uh, and then... Yay. Hey, Jane, remember when we talked about Gurren Logan earlier? Yeah. Supposedly, Studio Gynax of Neon Genesis Evangelion and Gurren Logan fame had interest in creating an anime reboot of the series due to how popular the series is in Japan, not unlike what officially happened to Powerpuff Girls. Like... That's not even... That doesn't even fucking surprise me, man. It's more... First of all, those are the fuckers got... Those are the fuckers over there got that show before we did. So obviously it's gonna be more popular. They under... They appre... I think they appreciated my life a little bit better than we did. Minus the modern... The modernity approach. Like, just because they fucking got it on time. I, I assume yeah. so. I don't know. Fucking Gynax. I would assume... Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine a world where that happens? I feel like the show would lose some things, but overall, like, it'd be so it, it'd be so weird. It would look, it'd be so it'd be weird. Like, would, sick as fuck. Would they get the English cast to like? Okay, would they get like the actual cast of the American thing to dub it over? Because Jessica has like dubbed over things. She's she, she's yeah. I mean, yeah. I I mean, if if they could, they probably here, would. Right? Like. Like, would they do that, or would it be a, 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 like, Lilo and Stitch versus Stitch exclamation mark thing of, there is a Stitch show that happened after Lilo and Stitch, and it got dubbed by a lot of different people, and the result is a, that's not my baby kind of moment of, who are you, who are you, who are any, who who are any of this? Insert Patrick Starr, people, all the people under his rock, who are you people? Like, it's really weird. Who are you people? I I I um, I I'd, I'd like to see them go through that idea again if possible because I don't know the trigger's doing things now. If they get the right, if they can get the rights yeah. back to Panty and Stocking, then they can they can do fucking anything. Yeah, uh, the show has some. Uh, it's actually some cool production blog stuff where you can see some early concept stuff from the other XJs as well as the Space Bikers, Misty, and also Jenny. Uh, so if you ever want to check out his newsletter and the the production blog, you can check out some of the content art for our Burns Today's newsletter, that is. There was originally going to be a character in the show called Poltergeist, a ghost who has suffered from the same problems as Jenny. But of course it was directed by Nickelodeon because of Danny Phantom. Uh, there were also several uh, scrapped concepts and episodes. Uh, mainly, there was supposed to be a third Raggedy Android episode with the human exoskin that was it was going to kidnap Brad and kill and threaten to kill him unless Jenny merged with her. Uh, but it was scrapped because uh, they Nickelodeon was like, "This is a little too disturbing, even for us." Like just straight up kill Brad. Of threatened to kill him, yeah. I mean, like. I'm trying to think of, like, if my life has, like, a, oh, that's, like, pretty fucked up immediately or whatever. No, characters kind of just get, like, Flintstones zapped by, like, lasers and they're fine. 
Yeah, the I already mentioned the thing about in general, Robert said he wanted the show to have more of an overarching plot, but since it was made long before the streaming era, it kind of stayed mostly episodic to avoid alienating casual viewers. Um, one of the last scrap concepts was there was going to be an episode where Jenny traveled through time to team up with a young Doctor Wakeman, but when she was still in Sky Patrol. Hmm. Uh, and there was gonna, like, I also mentioned the thing about there was going to be probably some sort of plot thread involving Wake, uh, Mrs. Wakeman making XJ-10, which would have definitely involved Jenny's sisters, and probably followed through on that overarching plot thread and had it come to a head, basically. Say la vie. Say la vie. I... Hmm... I'm just ima- mm. like when you when you say that like X J ten to me I'm like fuck what how are they I assume they would just be like oh it doesn't happen but also like that's not interesting where's the intrigue would would this have to lead to a again if this, if this were if this were in the streaming era and not with the restrictiveness of, of, of Nickelodeon would there have been like a family war. Would we get the I mean, fucking succession like, arc? But for there was a blueprint for her in one episode of XJ10. Would we get the? Like we saw it. Would we get the fucking Wakeman family succession war? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? God, it, it would never happen, so we never get to find out. That's what this feels like. Because at least it's like, at least Monkey Team was like realized and had toys and was on Disney so I don't want to say too big to fail more of a it's worst was just not being fucking milkable forever with this Mm. it's like what's it Jenny was in I know she was in like a bunch of Nick uh, Nick MLB games Uh, uh, sorry yeah Nick MLB like Nick Nick baseball game Nick basketball because I had that and I played her as her a lot because she was a robot and the only other one there next to like I think Goddard and mm-hmm. fucking some other th- is she is she in that is she in that like Smash clone they have? I assume. Uh, yeah, she is. Okay, so it's this thing of like she 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 is a storied part of, of the Nickelodeon mythos. She is is well regarded. People like the show, and people want with like more of it. And see where we got more of like Rocco's Martin Life, Rugrats, and and and. And uh, Invader Zim, like, what? What's the caveat? Is it too? The caveat is fuck you. Real? Is it really just that? Like, they don't care. They're they're <laughs> they've been so apathetic about doing anything with it. They just don't care. Like, it has to be something that's like like tax write off reasons. Like, but like, 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 is it a write off? Like, 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 like fucking Megas and Symbiotic Titan with every other robot show. Or was it just lack of a demographic now? Because I, I, I heavily disagree. I mean, you're looking for a reason when sometimes the reason is I know. shut up. I know, but at least like, like a like an inciting thing. Because all I, all, all I'm nope. hearing is just they just didn't like what Robert and Zay was wanted to do. Because that's how it sounded from the beginning of like, oh, he wants to make these funny, cute. Small girl and the Count Dracula shorts. Oh, we won't want that. Okay. Robot shorts. Sure, but... Eh, whatever. 
it just feels like hand waved. Like that's all the show was was just a hand wave, and maybe that's what is it gives this kind of scrappiness. Is that while its contemporaries were, you know, on the faces of things, Jenny was the one that's kind of just sort of fighting for her life. Mm-hmm. I feel bad about the other things. I feel bad about just anything that happens to Robert Renzay cartoons once they don't, like, become popular enough with the right people, if you catch my drift. Yep. It's not fair. What are you going to do? That's the nature of the biz. The longer that I do this podcast and the longer I talk about these things, the more I am happy that a show even has more than two seasons sometimes. Oh god, the, the Owl House could have been this. The Owl House almost was this! The Owl, the Owl House was almost this. That's why I'm That's why I'm not... I'm like, yes, I'm upset about what happened with the Owl House, but I'm like... It got to have an ending, which is more than I could say for a lot of shows. Jesus. But anyway, that's, uh, I think that's, that's my life as a teenage robot. So, um, we hope you enjoyed the show and we hope you enjoyed the long tangent about Black Clover and anything unrelated Wait, no, we forgot about something super important. There's something super important in the trivia section that we must talk about with My Life as a Teenage Robot. I'm sorry, everybody, I lied. Is, there is one more is thing. Is it the secret Whatever Happened to Robot Jones crossover that was supposedly going to be made? No, 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 Good, no, no. Good, because I just made that up in my head. So, for everyone who doesn't know, in the episode about My Life as a Teenage Robot called Preschool Dropout. Oh, God. Brad, while on his bicycle, sings a song called Minky Momo. Now, most of you may think of this as just a fun little catchy song that was made for the show. And you would be wrong. Those of you in the audience who are of the arcane and occult, you may recognize Minky Momo for what she truly is. (laughs) For what she truly, truly is. A.K.A. this... What Brad is singing is an English transliteration of a the Japanese opening of an anime called Magical Princess Minky Momo. I am not kidding. As for the show itself, like, we've been opening lots of worm cans. Minky Momo is the, 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 the wormiest of fucking worm cans, because oh. it's... Okay, so- so, without 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 getting too deep in the pain on this, the gist of Minky Momo is that Minky Momo is about a princess from the land of dreams and where fairy tale characters live. And the fairy tale world is in danger of being launched out of Earth's orbit because people don't believe in dreams anymore. So the king and queen of the dream world send their daughter Momo to Earth so that she can awaken dreams in people, and then she is reincarnated as the young daughter of a childless couple. And then she teams up with her monkey, her dog, and her bird to do magical girl shit, and whenever she wants to solve a problem as a magical girl, she transforms from a little girl into her proper adult-slash-teenage form to help the planet regain its magic. Now here's the kicker. At the end of season one of the show... 
she, her task is left incomplete. She loses her powers, and then is run over by a truck. It's, it was, for, for many, I think, of the time, it may have been one of the most shocking televised anime moments in history, because a fucking actual child got struck by a fucking semi, and this was the 80s, motherfucker. Those things don't bring you to fucking magic worlds. We just, we just, like, fade to black, fade out, or fade in to her just funeral picture. She's dead. And then, and then she is reincarnated as a baby, as the real daughter of that childless couple. And then the second anime happens, where the second anime is doing a similar thing, and then she does eventually, uh, you know, uh, solve the problem. But yeah, that's what Brad is singing about in the fucking episode where Jenny has to go to preschool because she is schematically five years old. And then, but here's the thing, the... Is that why it's in there actually? Wait, because of the... I don't know. I, probably not, but anyway, so the second season of Momo ends. She understands that people have have few hopes and dreams, uh, and decides to try and save all the hopes and dreams of people as magical. The magic starts to disappear, and her world starts to shoot away from the planet. But she decides to stay on Earth to keep her new parents having a child to fulfill their dream. And believing that hopes and dreams are never really lost and slowly loses her powers and becomes a regular girl. I... I'm, I'm just like... Mm-hmm. Baffled? Bewildered? So did he just know the song or did he know the whole show? Is that what I have to ask? Well, the thing is, is that, like, okay, here's the thing. That's not the song because that w- they made that song for the show because that's an English transliteration of the Japanese version because the thing is, is that she wasn't even called Minky Momo in the English dub version. She was called Gigi. So, so they had to not only... Not only were they referencing the not-English version, they were referencing the Japanese sub-version... And not only make and not making like uh, just singing the the dubbed song of that, they made a transliteration of the original Japanese song and then put that in the show for some goddamn reason. Just why? Shrug. I'm just really trying to wrap my head here because like maybe Rob Ridzetti went to I I don't know just through some means. Heard the Japanese version of the Mickey Mo- like the official like original Mickey Momo theme. Thought it sounded catchy. Looked into it. Hired a translator. Put that in there without mm. knowing anything. Is the most like honest assumption. I'm sure there's an answer. I'm sure someone asked. But like just, just the idea that at some in some way Mickey Momo has like some kind of like connection and or bearing to my life and these are these are two shows that i I think it was like well received i don't really fucking know no i don't fucking know but anyway for those who want to know 
more about uh, Minky Momo, uh, there is a fucking channel that talks about Minky Momo, and also just, like, anime uh, that is less than good. Uh, Mr. Kenny Lauderdale, at Kenny Lauderdale on YouTube. Uh, go ahead, go and watch the episode When You Stop Paying the Animators where he talks about Minky Momo. Uh, it's a whole thing if you want to know more about Minky Momo. But, I mean, the real lesson that we can take away from this, Jank, is that I know what you're going for. Because I'm Minky. You're Minky, because I'm Momo too. You know? Oh, oh, that's, that's, I, I, you're doing this, you're doing the song. I'm doing the song, yes. That I, got, is I, I was generally like hoping, like, uh, uh, what I'm. Go- oh, re- really? You do? You do? Yeah. I do. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And you know yeah. that I need you. There's no mo momo whenever I get close to you. Fuck it, the Mickey. This, this, this has been the Mickey Bobo Black Clover fucking my life. I guess two podcast. Uh huh. Sponsored by. Get my room for anything. Sponsored. My life. Can we call this episode "My Life as Minky Momo"? My my life as my my life as 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 Black Bull Minky Momo. That's a mouthful. A lot of alliteration I'm gonna too. Go, I'm gonna go with my life as Minky Momo. Anyway, that's the show. That's my life as a stage robot. I had to mention this ridiculously obscure piece of trivia that is that no one ever asked for, but here we are. Uh, that's the show. If you like the show, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Yes, Twitter eat my ass i will not call it x uh at ink podcast that's at i-n-c-p-d-p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s uh and you can also find us on tumblr at uh acmepodcasts.tumblr.com that's acmepodcasts.tumblr.com you can also find us on you can also email us uh at acmepodcastinc at gmail.com that's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com and if you they want to follow either one of us, Jank where can people find you? Uh, you may find me at on Twitter as well it's not X, I will not believe it to be that uh, Jankerton J Junker, there is no E in that Junker part, all caps on Twitter, you can find me on Tumblr at Jank 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 just the same word three times on there. And more recently and officially, yippee, you can find me on Blue Sky. Woo! Wow. At Jank Junk JPEG at Blue Sky. Uh, I am pretty much just making this to, to, to chill out the podcast. And whenever I just have a stream or anything there, it's, it's Blue Sky. It sure if is. You got it. If you ever get any invites, let me know. Absolutely. The more the merrier. There really is a lot of blue sky on blue sky. If you get if you get any more invites to blue sky, let me in on that shit. Because God, do I want a social media network that's not ass. 
You're not gonna find it on Blue Sky, I'll tell you that much. It's gonna be better than t- whatever Twitter is right now. Eh. Yeah? Yeah. I yeah? I'm not gonna say anything, just it's it sure is Blue Sky. Uh-huh. Blue Sky is the most blue sky of the social medias. Mm-hmm. Yep, but yeah, that's where I that's most of the where I'm as active as I can be. Twitch is still kinda iffy. I have my links for my Twitch streams wherever they are on those applicable sites. So if you see them, you see them. But don't go hoping for anything in the moment. I'm still figuring things out. Internet and or production wise. Mm-hmm. As for you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at kaiju underscore emperor. That's K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R. Also find me on Tumblr. Kaiju dash emperor. Spelled the exact same way. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. We don't know what we're doing next time. We're going to be discussing that off podcast after this. But uh, it will hopefully be coming out uh, in the next couple weeks. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time. Don't be a jackass. Bye. Bye-bye. The Mickey Momo is an attitude. The Mickey Momo is a mellow mood. You mama when you're drinking lemonade. You mama soaking in a marinade. I know you're Mickey cause I'm Momo too. So I know what you're going through. But there's no Momo whenever I get.